Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Litton. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at AFI.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1936. Welcome back to another episode of Millhousing Nation. And today I'm joined by not only a colleague of Millhousing Network, but I am joined by a fellow Military Spouse of the Year and a personal friend, Miss Nicole. Cool. So, Liz, so welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, I am super excited to learn more about you and jump into some of the nuggets that you are overcoming when it comes to PCSings. But first, tell us about your military spouse journey. How long have you been a military spouse and how many PCSs? I've been a military spouse for about five years. Um, I have to sit there and do math. And then we've had two big PCSs. So we've PCSed overseas once and then and back. So when it comes to PCSing to and from overseas, I kind of count that as like six PCSs, (laughs) but technically two. (laughs) Well, and we're going to jump into that because I know, you know, PCSing overseas, adjusting to a different culture and then coming back to the U.S. is a thing. And this is something that you help a lot of military spouses with as a PCS mentor. So talk to us about that. What do you think is the biggest challenge with moving from overseas you know, back to the U.S. and then vice versa, heading from the U.S. overseas. So that is going to be, going from the States to overseas is going to be a little bit different for everybody because each person is different. So I have been traveling to Europe since I was a kid. Family in Europe, and it was normal for me. I speak multiple languages, and for me, it was just another adventure. And we have family in Germany, which is where we were stationed at. And for me, it was the most exciting thing that could ever happen. But there are others who are not as, who are more of the homebody type than I am. Uh, I want to get out and see the world. That's not everybody's um, story. So for those that prefer the comforts of their hometown or being surrounded by family, it's not always the best move. And people can feel extremely isolated from those that they love and care about when they move overseas. Now, for me, it was the total opposite. And I felt my extreme isolation when we moved back to the States, which sounds silly because as you can hear, I'm a native, you know, American, (laughs) but I felt more isolated when we moved back to the States than when we were in Europe. To give a little backstory on that, like I said, we have family in Europe. So of course, my mom, my grandma, my immediate family are in the States, but my sister is overseas. My niece and nephew are there with her, obviously. And so even though my mom wasn't overseas, I still had my sister there. So there was still that sense of home. Mm -hmm. And if I needed to escape a stressor of some sort, I could always just say, Hey, Christina, what are you doing? Can I come over? Or just show up like you do with any family member. When we moved back to the States, we got orders to the one city in the entire country where we had nobody. (laughs) So (laughs) the one city. 
So I'm originally from New York, but I have family everywhere from both coast, north and south, east and west. Everywhere. There's somebody that we could have connected with and had over for Christmas, etc. San Antonio, Texas was not one of them. (laughs) So everybody was so jealous of our orders because they were like, oh my God, San Antonio is the best thing that will ever happen to you. I'm from San Antonio. My family's there best duty station ever. For me, I cried for days and drank all of the German wine I had accumulated over the last few years to try to cope with it. (laughs) So yeah, that, that was really hard. And of course we did everything we could to try to get out of those orders, try to switch with somebody. And you know how it goes. That just doesn't work. So long story short, we moved to San Antonio. I think this week was exactly a year ago and I had never had such a difficult time than when we moved here. I am a naturally outgoing and friendly person. I love people and connecting with them and hearing their stories and finding common ground. And when I moved here, I couldn't seem to find that. I couldn't seem to find anyone that wanted to connect back. Mm -hmm. And when you're overseas, if you've never been stationed overseas before, or for those that have, they know being overseas is a totally different animal you have a built-in network and a built-in family when you're stationed overseas because everybody's going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody has been uh, so far removed from their family and from their hometown. So you have no choice but to lean on the fellow military families that are around you. Mm -hmm. Regardless of rank, uh, MOS, everybody is together and they support each other. That's what I was used to because we were stationed in Germany for five years. So, and that was my first real military experience. So when we moved to Military City USA and everybody's got their own thing going on, everyone has jobs off base. Mm -hmm. Everybody has family in San Antonio, so they don't need a military spouse family or a military family because they've got their biological one. Um, or people, this is a huge EFMP area mm-hmm. because we have SAMC, San Antonio Military Medical Center. So it's a huge EFMP area. So people tend to be stuck here for years upon years if they're an EFMP family. So between having jobs off base, um, being here for years, so they've already, they already have this huge network of friends and having their own family here. I found it really hard to integrate into that. Yeah. And where where do I fit in now? So I tried my darndest to connect with people and it just didn't work. And it affected my mental health. It affected my marriage. It affected how effectively I was able to parent our then infant and now toddler. And it affected a lot. And it took a really large toll. And now finally, almost to the date, exactly a year later, I can finally say that I've found my place here and I've found my tribe and I finally am starting to like San Antonio. (laughs) So that was a big feat for me because I never thought the day would come. Yeah. Ever. 
So walk us through how you overcame those challenges. So, and I appreciate you being open and vulnerable with us because I know a lot of military spouses feel the same way and they feel like they are alone and they feel like their feelings, you know, everybody loves San Antonio. Why do I feel like this? Why am I the weirdo? And the reality is, is sometimes it's a mindset and how you overcome it. So talk to us how you overcame those challenges. So... Like I said, I'm a big people person. So what did I try to do first? I threw myself into people. And I would go on these like mom dates, right? Where we have kids of a similar age. So I'm sure we'll have something to connect on, (laughs) right? Because once you become a mom, that's your whole life is your kid. You're not a person anymore. So I'm sure we'll have something to connect on. And I went on so many of these and so many of them were just like, we, you know, honestly, you're a great person, but we just don't have anything in common. Yeah. And I probably wasted way too much time doing that, um, where I probably could have been spending time trying to (laughs) mentally accept the fact that I was here. (laughs) (laughs) So I could have spent more time on that. I could have spent more time taking my son to the park and building that part of me becoming a better parent, but Uh instead I am a people person and needed to connect with other people. So anyway, um, so the first thing I did, like I said, was, was throw myself into meeting new people and it's a hundred percent what I suggest because eventually it will stick. So it was actually the first person I ever met here is probably one of the best friends I've ever made. Um, so it is worth it to go on these blind dates, so to say. It's totally worth it, but you you probably will feel like you're wasting time when you're in the moment. Yeah. Um, but that's how I met my closest friends. What I also really like to do is I like to suggest that people reach out to their, for Air Force, their key spouse. Um, or I know for Navy, it's like an ombudsman for Army, FRG, Marine Corps, Coast Guard. I don't know what their version is, but I'm sure they have some sort of family readiness support um, person. So my first thought was, well, let me find my key spouse for my husband's squadron and we'll go from there. Like she has a built-in network, so I can kind of infiltrate hers, right? (laughs) Well, lo and behold, we didn't have a key spouse program. So something had occurred. My husband works nights and he's security forces. He's a cop and he's in a, where the base is located is not the greatest of areas. So there's always law enforcement stuff that's going on. He didn't come home one morning and I had no idea who to call. Yeah. I had nobody's phone number, nobody's contact information. And we had been here for five months. Oh my goodness. So I immediately kicked into action and was like, okay, I'm doing something about this. Long story short, his phone just died and he <laughs> was sitting in traffic. That's all it was, but that wasn't the point. Who, who, who was I supposed to contact? Yeah. So I walked into the first sergeant's office one day and I said, hey, we don't have a key spouse program. We need one. So I'm going to start it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So that's what I did. I took that bull by its horns and went to training, became a key spouse. And I have been fighting tooth and nail to get our program up and running. Um, it's a little bit like pulling teeth because everybody, like those things I said before, has their network already, doesn't really care to be involved with the military part of their life, etc. So that's been hard. But so long story short, that's what I suggest right off the bat. If you're having trouble connecting, find your key spouse because they want to talk to you. 
Yeah. They want to meet you. I speak from personal experience. We want to talk to you. We want to meet you. We want to introduce you to the other spouses in the squadron. We want to invite you to things. Um, and it's just such a great way to right off the bat meet people. And you already have something in common because your husbands all work together or your wives all work together. That's another big piece of advice I always try to pass on. Um, and the other thing I like to do is post in a local Facebook group. So in San Antonio, a really good one that I recommend is the San Antonio Military Spouse Network. There's over a thousand people in the group. I think probably close to 2000 now. Um, I post, hey, here are some things about me. I just moved here. If you think we'd have some stuff in common, let's get coffee. And I love doing that. Because there are 30 people who wanted to post it, but didn't. Mm -hmm. And you posting it is allowing them to connect with others as well. So I have some pretty close friends from doing that too. And I know a lot of people are nervous to do that or embarrassed. And so I just encourage those who are super outgoing and personable like I am to make the post because you're going to be making a difference in other people's experience as well. And then the last thing, dive into your community. So find ways to volunteer. I know it's like what every military spouse says all the time, like, but my time is worth money. It so is. But when you're new somewhere, you need to network in whatever way that you can. Mm -hmm. So volunteer somewhere, uh, a church, uh, a local mom's group, a fire department, a hospital. There are so many places that you can volunteer. Volunteer at the squadron somehow doing something. Um, because you will meet people doing that and you will be surprised. You would be surprised what those relationships could turn into. Go to your local libraries, story time with your kid, um, community centers, et cetera. But do those things because I have friends that I've met doing community things and not military things. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the States, you have the luxury of being able to meet those who have no affiliation with the military. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, and I'm sure you can continue to share with us, you know, a, a river of knowledge when it comes to getting connected and, you know, assimilating to your community, because this is something that has directly impacted you and your family. So talk yeah. to us how that has helped you kind of be this military um, PCS mentor with Mahazi Network. And then talk to us a little bit about, you know, your new venture that you're launching? Being a PCS mentor has allowed me to do all of the things that I just rambled about um, with giving spouses that can't really figure out how to get where they need to be in their new city or soon to be new city with getting them there and giving them that first initial person to come in contact with. So when we first got ordered to San Antonio, I didn't know anyone here. So mm -hmm. I had no idea like who was going to be my first contact if I had questions about anything about the city. <clears throat> As we know, the sponsorship program in the Air Force, at least, is historically not the best. Mm -hmm. So should we have had a sponsor? Yeah. And that's all I'll say about that. So <laughs> I really love the fact that I can kind of sort of be that for someone. Um, they have questions about the city. I can answer any questions that they have. If they're trying to figure out what the housing situation here is like, I can help them with that. Like all of us here stationed in San Antonio know, and you know, because you were stationed here, the housing is really old. Mm -hmm. It's really old. And some people really appreciate that. Some people appreciate the historical type thing. I don't. I like 
I like granite countertops. So <laughs> that's me. I like clean white walls. Yeah. So that's just me. So some people like it, some people don't. And I like being able to help them navigate that. Even if they're moving to a city that I have no knowledge on, no personal experience on, with my experience in the military community, I pretty much know someone who has. Mm-hmm. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend, a friend's friend's cousin. <laughs> I know someone who's been stationed at or has lived in whatever city um, a spouse that I've come in contact with is moving to. So I really like being able to connect them with local resources. And so one of those things being if they're looking to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Um, San Antonio, for example, phenomenal place to buy a house. Yeah. Um, prices are low. But we still get BAH or our spouses still get BAH. It covers our mortgage. Our rental house was more expensive than our brand new first owners of this house. house. (laughs) Um, Our mortgage payments are less than what we were paying in rent for an older, smaller, not as nice home. And it wasn't our own. We weren't building equity in anything that was going to be ours. So if someone is moving to a city that they're interested in buying a house in... I know the best peeps to help you with. (laughs) So, you know, we just, we have some really great people in our network and the agents that we work with want to help just like I do. So at least they know what they're talking about with military families. And it's not just Joe Schmo that what's a VA loan. Yeah. So, so at least I have the confidence in knowing the resources that I'm connecting them to are going to be good ones. That's awesome. So, and I appreciate you and what you're doing to help military families get connected with quality resources. And you have the flexibility to do that kind of whenever uh, as a PCS mentor, which is great Then it works for military spouse life. And as if you don't have enough on your plate, launching a key off program, being military spouse of the year, PCS mentor, uh, you launch, you are relaunching a business. So give us the snapshot on that. So <laughs> back in 2014, I started a business. It's called Cannoli Creations because my nickname was always Nicole Cannoli growing up. So I know people are like, what does that mean? So short backstory, it was my nickname. Um, <laughs> and you have no and, Italian blood in you whatsoever with oh, that nickname. Not at all. I didn't only go every summer my whole childhood. So <laughs> none at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so I launched my business back in 2014 when I was a brand new military spouse. And I wanted a way to visibly show support for my loved one who was serving our country. So he had an old uniform that he was disposing of because it just, he bought, he needed a new one. It was, <laughs> it needed to go. So <laughs> he had an old uniform and I've always been super crafty. So I was like, I can just use this fabric for something. Mm-hmm. And I ended up making hair accessories from that. So I make custom hair bows, headbands, key fobs, keychains, baby stuff dog bandanas, anything you could think of really, um, out of military uniform fabric. So I have something for every branch and then even branches that use more than one uniform, like the Marines, for example, I have all their fabric and I hand make everything. So I had to put my business on hiatus when we moved overseas because there are some weirdo like sofa agreement things that you can't really get past. Um, so I had to put my business on hiatus and then I had a baby. And so that took precedence. And now that we're here in San Antonio and I'm finally finding my groove, um, I figured this would be a really great time 
to start up again. So I'm in the process of relaunching and I would, you know, love to make some new military spouses that I haven't already had the pleasure of getting to know. I would love to get to know them. Um, I've been through people's lives with cannoli creations. I've been with them since they were asked to be someone's girlfriend and then they, and then they got proposed to, and then they went to BMT graduation and then they had a baby. So I started making stuff for their babies. So it's been an amazing ride to be able to connect with people on that aspect too. So I would love to meet some more and go on their crazy ride with them. (laughs) I love it. And I love that there's a story behind the creations. Um, and I actually can think of a couple of spouses I need to connect you with in that realm. Lauren Hope, um, being one of them who, uh, creates military spouse jewelry out of, uh, uniforms. So you and her need to get connected. So I'll make sure you guys get connected. Sure, That sounds Um, great. So if our listeners want to get connected with you to not only get more information on PCSing, um, pick your brain on moving from overseas back to the U.S. and they want to get connected to, um, you know, meet one of the realtors in the network, where can they go? And then where can they go to learn about Cannoli Creations? I am so many places. So... First of all, the first group I want everyone to join is called Things I Wish I Knew Before I PCSed. Look it up on Facebook. You won't regret it. Request to join. There are people PCSing from Timbuktu and back, um, and you will find all sorts of valuable information there. And then when you do request to join, you're going to get a message from me welcoming you personally and wanting to find out how I can help you. So that is a phenomenal way to get in touch with me is by joining that group. Um, and then if you are in, let's see, San Antonio, San Diego, Northwest Florida, Virginia Beach, Colorado Springs, or Biloxi, Mississippi, if you happen to be in any of those places, we have one for you as well. So city name, military spouse network, San Diego military spouse network, et cetera. Join those groups. and I'm going to get in touch with you there as well. Um, and I'll be able to help you with whatever you need. And then as far as Cannoli Creations, um, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's C-A-N-O-L-I-E. It's not the traditional spelling of cannoli because they needed to be fun. So C-A-N-O-L-I-E Creations on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the things. And you could also look me up on Facebook personally. I'm Nicole Solis, S-O-L-I-S. And I'm... Um, happy to get in contact with you guys. I'm a people person. I want to talk to you. Hit me up. I freaking love it, girlfriend. I love your energy, (laughs) what you bring to the network, how you're helping military families. And then I've just enjoyed personally getting to know you. So thank you for being a part of not only the podcast, but the network. And I appreciate everything that you do. Thanks, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure knowing you as well. So I love everything we're able to do together. Awesome. Well, Mill Housing Nation listeners, till next time, we are signing off. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com. 